The Rock and Roll Coffee Show is brought to you by Writers and Rockers Coffee Company, keeping the music and memories alive with some damn good coffee. Be sure to pick up your Rock and Roll Coffee Show coffee only at writersandrockerscoffee.com. And also brought to you by Retroactive, located at Broadway at the Beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, keeping you retro with everything from 70s, 80s, and 90s. Shopretroactive.com. show a long time ago yeah i was thinking about that today um i can't remember when that was it was it was like two years ago almost i think it was episode 34 i think 34 or 35 something like that so we're 20, on so 2021 or 2020 2020 okay yeah so it's been okay. a long time and it, it was only it was via phone i wasn't doing a video back then Oh, fuck. That's right. Yeah. You know, I, when I think about what Joe looks like, now I know. <laughs> now you know. We, we've talked on the phone, <laughs> text all the time, and we've never been in the same room or spoke face-to-face like I this. I feel like I've seen like a thumbnail or, or, yeah, or yeah. some kind of, you know. Uh, that's so recent, funny. The recent project with, you know, I'm like, which one's Adam? You know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I kind of know I'm, I'm an acquaintance of Adams and, I've, you know, hugged Adam, but not more than once. You know? Yeah. Well, you had Adam on your show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of know what Adam looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're talking about the villain press project. Correct. People don't know what the heck we're talking about right now. Correct. I barely, I barely know what that is either. It's so well, fresh. Well, I, I barely know how to turn this recording on. So. Man, we're all we're all <laughs> on the same team. We are professionals. That's right. But so you know what? So let's get right into some dangerous toy stuff because okay. I was listening to that episode that you were on before and you named off a bunch of song titles. Do you remember that? Yeah, I did I did. You had I got them right here. I had to write them down because I couldn't remember. Wow, because I, I want to know what they are. They were uh, Pretend It's Candy. Okay, yeah. Rise and Shine. Yep. Brass Knuckle, mm-hmm. Hold Your Horses, mm-hmm. Texas Sun, Hangman Boogie, mm-hmm. and All Hat No Cattle. Mm-hmm. So what happened with those songs? Are they nothing, been recorded or no, nothing has happened with them? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay, that's not timeout. That's not exactly true. Uh, Hold Your Horses and uh, Hangman Boogie. We play live. You do. Yeah. Okay. There's um probably terrible youtube footage of 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 those okay um there is uh yeah we've been since then we have probably since you wrote those or since i mentioned those to you over Mm -hmm. the phone could have been two years ago now yeah uh those two songs are in the set there are uh some track 
tracks have been recorded for a handful of you know the obviously hang hangman boogie and and uh hold your horses have been uh uh you know worked up and and recorded and 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 rehearsed and those are in the you know those are those have legs they're running around you know those okay. are our ch new children uh pretend it's candy is 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 kind of a done deal as well but we it's not uh, you know we have to leave room for outlaw and scared and teasing and woody and queen sure, sure. so mm -hmm. it's kind of right um the the other tunes texas sun is really old that's from like 1992. right you said you were going to be reworking that one yeah and we did we we tracked uh we retracked guitars and vocals and uh drums and um you know there's some scratch bass and you, you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um i would say it's beyond demo it's not a demo i mean you could say the original recording from 1992 was the demo because right. we didn't really change anything and it's a great song it's just unreleased and i feel i'll speak for myself i feel like we didn't really have a place for it when when we wrote it you know kind of thing i feel like um you know what where we are now and the fact that we just need more songs uh, <laughs> <laughs> made us dust it off but it's a yeah. it's a great tune uh mike mm -hmm. watson wrote the words and um I, I, you know, it's, it was written on an acoustic guitar, you know, it's not a country song, but it's, it's got kind of a shuffle thing and, you know, it has that it's Southern. Mm -hmm. We've always had that, you know, that swagger thing is we wouldn't work if we didn't have that shuffle. Mm -hmm. groovy. Mm -hmm. Even when we're kind of, you know, playing the, you know, the 135 BPM, just boom, cab, boom, cab, you know, still there's a bit of like, nasty going on sure uh but the, the other songs are not getting much love right now and you know i gotta tell you it's uh not to i'm not i'm not crying i don't care because i don't want to go back i'm old we're old we're, I'm old we're too. moving slow we don't we don't there's no deadline we don't give a shit right if someone was dangling a, a bag of money in front of us things might be different but it's but it's it's not happening and they might not be different. We may just go, well, we'll be dead pretty soon. I'm just going to spend this money. Right, right. <laughs> you guys are pretty You guys anyway. are pretty, pretty happy where everyone's at in the band, right? Everybody's got other things going on. It, yeah, I mean, uh, Scott builds guitars, and Paul plays all the time. Yeah, and he's busy. Teaches and, and I'm teaching, uh, and I'm, I had a really banner year this year you did and we're going to get into that okay the uh but but like take out the things that would make me say i had a really banner year in uh 2022 um i'm still what i call busy enough mm -hmm. uh you know what I, I wham bam put out a second cassius king record like it was like we put out the first one, and the next thing you know, I'm getting new material from Dan Lorenzo to write the second record. So that like never stopped. That could have been a mm -hmm. double album because it was so it was just kept kept going. And so uh, that happened. But 
Yeah, I mean, I'm busy enough. I I feel like uh, there's a there's songs, as you know, Joe. There's songs on the back burner waiting for me to finish them. Yeah, that are not new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I can't get to them because there's just so much going on. You know, life yeah. gets in the way. I, I'm just, I'm a regular guy, you know, I'm not, mm -hmm. like yeah, I said. I mean, it, it happens. I work well under a deadline, under pressure. I, w I work well, but I'm really stressed out. Mm. And I, I, uh, I, I get stressed out because mm. since it's not my only one thing, like, you know, like if one phone rings and says, hey, I've got 10 songs I need you to like write vocal melodies for and I, I'll send you some lyrical help, but you need to write the lyrics too. And then there's another phone that says, hey, uh, I got to press stop on everything else so I can do that. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't stop one thing to get into the next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wish. Yeah. Well, now, the only time that I did do that was that stuff that you said, yeah, we're going to get into that <laughs> because it was do or die. You know, right. it was like, I had to go right now. Uh, right. So, was, so, so let, I was let's pulling someone out of a hole. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with Dangerous Toys, I didn't see any shows on your website, any new shows. I know you guys have played some The Monsters of the Mountain recently, right? Was that Dangerous Toys? Yeah, yeah. Right. That wasn't Dirty yeah, Looks. Yeah. Yeah. That was, okay. that was. Uh, yep. Dirty Looks played this year uh, in Philly and in Sealands Grove, and the Toys played uh, the Crews, and or, or I'm talking 22. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Toys played way back in February or whatever it was, and then uh, on the Crews, and then we a few months later we did the Mountain in Gatlinburg. Right. Okay. And then um, yeah, we don't. There's nothing on the calendar right now, but. There will be soon. We just got a booking in California. We hadn't nice. played in California. In a, I can't even, probably I can't time. remember the last time. Probably, wow. probably, uh, whoa. Uh, I'm going to think of it in a second. Dude, uh, I might be wrong, but it could, could have been 91 at Irvine Meadows. Really? Yeah. That long ago. Wow. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's long how time long ago. ago. That's how long ago that was. Uh, no, that's not. That's not true. That's not true. We played some clubs in '94, right when Paul joined the band. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, maybe, still, that's a long maybe, time ago. Maybe, yeah, that's a long. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, is this going to be one, one or a couple shows out there, or are you gonna you gonna do some shows on your way there or the way? We're back? doing a fly. It's a fly in. Fly in. Okay. Yeah, do the gig and run home. Uh, we'll probably do a warm up show in in Austin before mm -hmm. we get on the plane. Awesome, yeah. awesome, man. Well, let's get into a little bit of of your past year twenty two. Um, you filled in for Accept and Armored Saint just quickly right you got a phone call and then it, within a how long was it with the accept gig um i did four shows uh in a in a nutshell uh i've you know it's i wouldn't call it old news because it kind of just happened right. but it also has been talked about quite a bit uh already mm -hmm. uh, but i'll 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 fill you in on the on the the, the dirty Basically, I ended up on the phone with uh, through channels. I ended up on the phone with Wolf Hoffman and 
and Mark, their singer, got, you know, an upper respiratory thing and was just shot and went to the doctor. We need you to on a plane tomorrow. So, that uh, yeah, I got on a plane the next day. It was like a Tuesday at noon, and you know, I I put together some a lyric, an accept lyric book with a a rough set list that Wolf gave me, and and I I started listening to the material, and and I got on a plane in the morning and flew to Allentown, Pennsylvania. Now you were familiar with accept, but how familiar were were you with the set list, the songs in the set? Well, I, it wouldn't have mattered if I would have said, please, Wolf Hoffman, my idol from, you know, 11th grade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was literally like that kind of, pretty much, pretty yeah, much like yeah. that for the first five minutes. I fanboyed out and I said, OK, I'll take this hat off. And now I'm a professional. Um, U- Udo, I was like, please, Udo songs, right? Uh, and you know, Udo hadn't been in the band in decades. Right. So why would, why would that be, you know, I mean, there's the obvious songs that, right. Whether they help catapult the band to stardom or not, or, you know, it was the MTV songs are in the set, you know, balls Mm -hmm. to the wall, metal heart, uh, midnight mover. Those, Mm -hmm. those are, those are in there. When you think about pre MTV days, you got restless and wild and and fast as a shark and then my first accept record that i got was breaker and then i went mm. backwards uh and then and then i went forwards you know and it was you know the the ball, the balls to the wall stuff after that and uh but you know breaker and restless and wild were a bible to me so you were already familiar with those then yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not familiar with with uh, very 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 many uh, tunes on Metal Heart or like Russian Roulette. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Breaker and 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 Shark and and Balls and Restless and Wild and you know Princess of the Dawn and. You know, there's a there was a bunch. So I would say two thirds of the set, I either pretty much knew it or phonetically knew it. Mm-hmm. Like I could probably muster it and do a pretty good job. And and I was right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there were you know the curveballs were the Mark songs. You know the new era the newer of, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know they have five fucking albums out with Mark. So that was weird uh to have to study this like brand new to me to me mm-hmm. brand new and it was like three or four songs man um that i was going cold no rehearsal no rehearsal and the, you know i'm in front of an audience going okay i've never sang this song before <laughs> you know man that that we is sa- awesome we sound checked we did a sound check uh at the on the first day and we started in on the sound check and we just ended up playing the whole show. So it's like, I don't know, 17 or 18 songs. We did 90 minutes for a sound, for a check. sound check. Okay. Just so we could kind of feel each other out. I mean, I didn't know these guys. You never met them? No. Wow. 
the only OG is Wolf, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, you know, I, I had posters of him on my wall, but I don't know Wolf. Off. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the, that was a weird point. Now, you know, you let me know when it's time to talk about Armored Saint. <laughs> okay. Because that's, that's slightly different of a story. Because yeah, you knew Armored Saint before, prior to this, right? Yeah. So that's a different uh, game. I mean, once again, I don't go to their house and have dinner on the uh-huh. weekends. You know, I don't go to church with them on Sundays. Because I'm in Texas, they're in Los Angeles. The point I'm getting at is... I was such a fan of, of Armored Saint, too, but they were one of those bands that I was introduced to personally uh, when I saw them uh, open for Metallica in uh, February of 85 mm-hmm. on the Ride the Lightning tour, and it was Armored Saint's first tour, and ironically, that was with Wasp, but Wasp had canceled cup the texas dates and the austin date was one of them so there's a whole other backstory to metallica looking for an opening band because james hetfield called my mom's house <laughs> so that's a, called that's your a mom's different house. story yeah that's right but that's a different story um i so you know, in Armored Saint, they let me in. It's that's what how I like to use. Like I met Lemmy, he let me in. You know, I've mm-hmm. been on. You know, everyone's been on Lemmy's bus, but you know, I, I, hours I got to spend with the guy, right? Sure. And this was the thing with Armored Saint. It's like every time they came through, they're they my, by my first name. I was welcome in their house. You know, I got on stage with them and sang uh, "March of the Saint" a ton of times, "Madhouse" a ton of times. When Bush was in Anthrax, I, he pulled me up for only. You see what I'm trying to yeah. see? What I'm, mm-hmm. He was he would be like, you know, he would sing a line and just throw the mic at me if I was in the audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he saw you there, you were, you were getting I'm not called kidding. out. He would just hand me the mic and let go of it. Yeah. So so, so that was a lot uh, easier situation to s- step in for then. And half the material. Okay. Okay. Opening slot, except was a headline slot. All right, let me go back to except real quick, just to be clear for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's important to me to clarify that Mark Mark had been, you know, he got some shots and he was taking steroids and he, you know, his meds and he was he was feeling better by the time that I had gotten there and started in with them, and you know he. He had ultimately ended up having about three to four days off with some serious bed rest and TLC because he was, it all kind of went down close to Jersey, his play, you know, home. Mm-hmm. And um, so by the second night, I started on a Wednesday. By Thursday morning, uh, he said, I'm coming to the gig and me and Wolf have. Uh, comprised this awesome tag team set. So Mark was coming out and doing like three or four, and then he would introduce me. You know, yeah, it's true. I've been sick and blah, 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 blah. And who cares? And though I got my buddy out here, he's coming out. Come on out. You know, and he basically introduced me like as a bro. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. he would he would split and rest his pipes and warm up some more and sure. whatever. And I would do a couple tunes. 
And then he would come out and we'd do one together. And then I would split for three or four and we did this and we were doing a whole set. What I liked about it is the all the Mark songs, I didn't have to sing because Mark's there. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I hope he sang his songs. <laughs> well, of course he did. That was what, what was the beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. The Armored Saint thing, John was out with us the whole time. And he was introducing the band and he was introducing me. Like the band would walk out, John would walk out first with his mic and do the deal and, you know, get all feel all the love and then hand the mic to me and you know my bro this is my buddy right here he's gonna fill in and da 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 but i'm gonna be right here watching with y'all da 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 which i i thought was very special mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because that that i rest assured that i was not going to get pelted with rocks and tomatoes and and did the crowd accept you on both gigs yes yes awesome uh maybe not so much with the accept thing there was some kind of like weird people with weird looks on their faces mm. <laughs> like i'm seeing the dangerous toys guy <laughs> sing except song this wasn't working for them <laughs> oh I, well maybe that was my imagination because i told i told the armored saint camp as well as the accept camp i i it was because it was just like this weird reoccurring dream i was having one was with except one was Sarmer saying. Right. So I was saying the same thing. Look, I'm a big fan and you guys know it. If I'm buying a ticket and I walk in and no, and, and, you know, I, sh- I could say Udo, but if the band is not the same band, you know, if it's, if it's not Mark singing, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. If it's not John Bush up there singing Armored Saints songs, I'm going to be like, I want my money back. What? What? Yeah. What is this? But I had to see it from, uh, I had to stand back. I, I can't be so close to it that I don't see what everybody possibly could see. I was just nervous about the hardcore fans mm-hmm. because, because I, I understand the hardcore fan and what that's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after everything settled down from both gigs and you sit back and you're at home, I mean, how does that make you feel that they reached out to you? Um, yeah, what do I, what, I mean, I, I think I was the, the quick knee jerk reactive choice for Armored Saint because I had just done it with Accept and they know me and it's like, oh, it's just Jason. He's a bro. Just call, just call him. Mm-hmm. There was a one one name list as opposed to the except they were freaking out. Uh, like Armored Saint would have freaked out if I wouldn't have been available. If you couldn't do it, yeah. And except I think had like it, the the crazy thing is like Ripper was on that list. I think Sebastian was on that list. I think that by the end of the day, by the time. They had run out of their list, unavailable, unavailable, unavailable. Um, I don't think they called Sebastian because, I, you know, it wasn't like a, here's our number one choice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. that at all. It was just like, shit, who's available? Yeah. And the people they th- that they were thinking of were their friends who had connections and, and were had spider web on speed dial. Mm-hmm. 
The guy that that Wolf called immediately is a guy, a gentleman named Ed Aborn, who I have a lot of respect for now, and uh, call him a friend now. Ed Aborn is in Florida, and he had a band in the '80s that played right alongside all of the early Floridian metal bands, some uh, uh, mainly Nasty Savage and Savage and stuff like that. And he had a band called Siren. He was he's the drum he was the drummer. They're making new material now, but we're talking 1984, okay. 85, 86, mm-hmm. you know. And he met he's a like a uh an internet techie computer programmer guy that got into it way early on. And he developed the very first website for Accept. Oh, okay. Accept had a website before a lot of the band, whether we know it or not, because we were so late. I was super late. They had a website before websites. They had a website. They were they were wanting to get web presence and learn how to how to go digital, work with digital files and programming and things like that. Wolf mainly. Mm-hmm. Wolf and and Ed became friends. And the story, I'm, it's not that weird that I'm telling Ed's story um, because it's, he's the reason that I did, got the accept thing in the first place. Wolf calls Ed. Ed's like, okay, shit, that's, that's terrible about Mark. Okay, I'll call. I'll make some calls. So he's going, who can sing accept? And I don't know Ed Aborn. Ed, Ed Aborn, I'm not, we're not on each other's radar. He doesn't know who I am. He is friends with uh, Chris Jericho, right? He calls Chris. He, they start going, okay, let's call R- Ripper. Ripper was in Australia. Mm-hmm. They're going, what about Bobby Blitz? Oh, and I, when I got on the phone with Ed, finally, uh, I said Bobby Blitz. Dude, he's in New Jersey. He's right fucking there. Right he there. would be perfect. I can totally hear him singing, except, you know. Mm-hmm unavailable there's two down right there he call ed calls uh ed calls uh and uh and for for whatever reason chris jericho couldn't do it um maybe because he didn't feel comfortable because of it's a different style you know Mm -hmm. i mean chris Mm -hmm. jericho can sing anything in my opinion but he's more of a singer you know and i can do Mm -hmm. that gnarly throaty Mm -hmm. thing right okay so uh he calls, Ed calls Todd Michael Hall. You know who that is? I don't know who that is. Singer for Riot. Okay. The singer for Riot. Riot 5 is what people call him. I just say Riot. And he's friends with the guys in Riot. He, call, he calls Todd, and Todd's unavailable. But Todd calls, hey, let me, let me try to help. I want to help. So Todd calls uh, the bass player for Riot, which is Don Van Stavern, which is a friend of mine in San Antonio who played in San Antonio Slayer, who used to do shows all the time with Watch my band Watchtower and Hellstar and blah, blah, blah. So I've known Don Van Stavern since time, time began. Yeah. yeah. And he knows that I can sing except. So Todd's calling Don, and Don's, hey, you know anybody that can sing except? And Mark's sick, and he can't, da 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 Ping, from the first person Don thought of. And Don's text was like, hey, man, can you sing except? LOL. <laughs> you know, 
like, is this a trick question? Yeah. Are we forming an accept tribute? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready right now. Let's go. Yeah. And he goes, no, dude, they need, they need someone. Mark's sick. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> really? And by that time, he's going, call, the, call this guy. And it was Ed's number. Nice, nice. So I called Ed, and next thing you know, I'm on the phone with Wolf, and that's how that kind of went down. Nice. So I figured it from the time that my phone rang on a Tuesday at noon, 19 hours later, I was on a plane. Early nice. a.m., I was on a plane. What, was the, there um, any hesitation on your part, or were you just all in yeah, right from Yeah, because I was sick. Oh, you were sick, too. <laughs> yeah, I was, Everyone's I was sick. Getting, I was getting over a an upper respiratory infection oh i think i remember that i think we've communicated about that i was coughing and and clearing my throat and and oh you know with ed on the phone he's like damn are you sure you can do this and i'm like i don't know i mean i'm getting better i'm getting over it if you want to ask me how 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 strongly i feel that i could deliver yes i could do it that's but I, I'm just letting you know, as you can, it's obvious, I'm getting over the crud, you know, so. Yeah. Well, like, it, it's funny, I get out there and everyone in except on the on the bus, they're all coughing and hacking. They're, oh, all, no. they're all sick, too. Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. Man. Well, I mean, you you did a great job from what I heard on, on both projects. Thanks. I did, sure. I did as good as I could, could do with no rehearsals and a, and a notebook taped to the floor. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm yeah. sure I'm, they had to be grateful because nowadays, I mean, if let's just say if they had to cancel three or four shows, that could really hurt a tour these days. Bingo. So now yeah. you're, now you just brought up the, the golden, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you cancel one show in hopes that whoever is sick is just going to be able to climb back up. Singer is different. Yeah. Like you can play, you can, I've, I've done gigs where my guitar player had pneumonia and he played his ass off, crawled out of bed, put some leathers on, got a cab to this, to the get venue, played the show back in the cab, back in bed, hunt over a hundred fever, Blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah. Singer is different. You cancel, you know, oh, no, he's out. Dude can't even talk. He's screwed. He's, he's got COVID, uh, whatever it is, right? Um, you have to cancel a week or more. One guy gets sick and has can't be around other. If it's COVID, luckily it wasn't COVID for either Bush or Tornillo. Tornillo. It, it mm-hmm. was not sure. COVID. It was this uh, upper respiratory. There's a name for it. R R S V something like R S V. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, um, the crew doesn't work. The crew has to go home. They, there's no sustenance. They can't mm-hmm. just camp in a hotel room while whoever's down gets better. You're just purging money. Mm-hmm. The uh, for Armored Saint. They're the support act. That's even worse, I think. They were support for Wasp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's it's put a band aid on it, or go or just quit, go mm-hmm. home because and lose everything. 
mm-hmm. momentum is what the uh i was the band-aid for the momentum of the tour mm-hmm. now what's great is that both of those guys like mark you know he they except did one show in toronto with no singer at all the rhythm section just traded off oh, singing really? a little bit yeah they it's on youtube they did one show with no singer they canceled one did one show with no singer mm. then there was a day off and that's when they they were scrambling on the phone we can't do this yeah, we this isn't need, working. need to fly someone out right man then mark came back you know after that one headline date uh mark came back and we they devised the the tag team method which worked great and bush announcing us and it was only you know eight or nine it was 10 songs uh on the armored saint thing because it's support uh really gave hope and i saw it with my own eyes and i actually got to warm up sing like sing vocalize a little bit with bush and uh that was really cool just to talk about method, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, cause I love his voice. Mark mm-hmm. is, a, Mark is amazing as well. They're both, they're both, they don't, you know, those guys don't, there's, you can't just, oh yeah. Sing it like John Bush. Well, shit, that's tall yeah. order. Sing it yeah. like Mark. Tillo. Yeah. That's can't, can't do that. That's great. You know, so I feel blessed that I have uh, abilities that I can sing those songs, that style. The um, the guys were amazing to me. Uh, they rolled out the red carpet for me. They totally took care of me. Um, it was, what I'm getting at is it was great that both of those guys were pretty much on on the road and on the stage with me the whole time. Mm-hmm. The last night in uh, in New York with Armored Saint. Bush came out and sang the last two songs with me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Awesome. that was really that was really special. Have you had any other phone calls since? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a running <laughs> joke with my friends right now. Aerosmith just canceled like right. the rest of their residency. <laughs> right, right. It's like the phone. Hold on a second. I think you. I think you could pull that off. Hold on. What? What? I think you'd yeah, be great. I, I, I have a, I had a, uh, a, an Aerosmith tribute band called De Niro Smith, like Robert De Niro. <laughs> and uh, we do, uh, well, we did was the first four albums, but we haven't done that in years, but it was super fun. So I already have a notebook made ready. You're ready. For yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. Now you have a lot of tribute bands, right? Yeah. You know, um, or have people, done a lot. People forget that. Sure. People forget that you, you you're it should be no secret, but people are really dogging down on cover bands and doing covers and da da. And when I think about it, I go, hmm. Well, the biggest bands in the world do cover songs. Yeah, all the time. So it's kind of interesting, you know. And most start out with covers. Well, of course they do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, they forget, but this is when you talk about Metallica, you know, um, their very first show, I think was like opening for Saxon, maybe their second show ever was opening for Saxon and they played, I think they played hit the lights and they may have played, uh, mechanics, which is the four horsemen, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Dave Mustaine version. 
and the rest were Diamond Head covers. Mm-hmm. It may have done that Sweet Savage song, uh, but it's all they did all covers. Opening. Nothing wrong with that. No, I don't think so either. And and you know you got to start somewhere. And the thing is, is you can't forget who you are and where you came from. Yeah, I love playing covers. I think it's fun. I have I think a great time. I think I, it's I think it's a blast, and I think that it's really good for your soul. I think that people, um, you know, like to sit behind their computer and 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 overthink. You know, when someone does a a cover version of a popular song. And, you know, comments like, don't do that. Just stop. Don't don't do that anymore. You know, I think that I, f- I understand where they're coming from. I really do. I get it. Like, you know, my favorite band, whatever, insert favorite band, right? And then and then you hear someone do a cover of it. Uh, and you're like, ah, oh, that's, ah, oh. you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. may, I, that, I, I know exactly where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So, but it doesn't change the fact on how what it does for me and my friends who who you know went into a studio and and worked on this and did uh, an emotional rendition mm-hmm. of a, of a tune they love, and that's important to think about the nuts and bolts of it just as much as it it's it's uh, I think that it's. A good idea to also think, you know, I just don't want to say "fuck you." I'm do cover yeah. whatever I want. You know, I feel like they should have a voice too, even though they're sitting behind their computer and they're not in a band and they're not, they can't even, they won't even do covers. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I don't know. There's a lot of lot of ways to look at it, I guess. But well, and then with um, all right, so you did your the accepting the armored saint thing, but you, what else did you do this year? We have our little thing going on, the villain press project. Mm-hmm. And then you have your uh, Cassius King stuff. Cassius King put out a new record called Dread the Dawn. Uh, it's gotten really good reviews. Uh, some people were saying that it's, it's what did you do different? And I, I tried to allude to the fact that we just kept writing. Like, you know, the first record was recorded and it came out and we didn't even stop. We just kept writing and then... All of a sudden, there's a second record, you know, like literally eight or nine months apart. There's these two Cassius King records. Um, and people are saying about Dread the Dawn, they're going, what did you do different? This this sounds amazing. Well, the, the truth is we did not do anything different. Same microphones, same producer, same people, same style, same everything. So it's kind of interesting how it just hit different because I, I I lean in and I sort of say, well, maybe it sounds more like a band. Maybe the songs are better uh, put together. This you know because we you write you write you start writing and then you just keep on writing. Mm-hmm. Well, by the end of by the end of that session of writing, you know, twenty songs or whatever the hell it was that we wrote, it's probably going to be pretty good, or or show some kind of progress as yeah, far it as come together a little bit more. As far as a unit, as far as mm-hmm. your writing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of songs on Dread the Dawn that that uh, I was suggesting edits because in the way that they write. Uh, it's it's Dan Dan Lorenzo. He 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 writes 
to a click track, records all the parts in the studio to a click track pre-drummer, emails all those files to the drummer, and the drummer just goes crazy and goes and learns it all. Find out, finds out what he's gonna, you know, you know, writes his parts, mm-hmm. goes into the same studio. You know, guitar player is not even there. Dan's not even there, as far you know, in my mind. And he just puts on the headphones. It's the same tracks that he's been writing his drum parts to. And he just, they turn the red light on and he records he them. He packs up and goes home. And <laughs> so that's how yeah. they write. So this is pre-Jason. So they're mm-hmm. sending me this stuff, and I'm going. Because I don't really like to start my lyrics until final drums, till the drums. You like the drums in there? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, because it helps me know where where the swagger is, mm-hmm. where where that drummer's grooving, and what if he swings? What if he plays a different? You know what I mean? So if yeah. I'm doing this totally different thing and he planned on swinging there. One of us is going to have to redo their shit. Mm-hmm. He's either going to have to recut, punch in, or I'm going to have to change my whole melody or what. See what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I like to have the groove on there. So on Dread the Dawn, there were a couple songs that were like eight fucking minute long songs. So <laughs> some of the sections were a little... uh pre-stacked uh long and it was a little long in places and i was like well well it does it eight here let's do it four here and this one does four let's do it eight here and then let's move this bridge to after the second chorus let's have the first chorus be short that 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 doesn't change the length of the song it's the arrangement arrangement yeah since we're not in a room together arranging this song while it's being written raw yeah that was the only that was the only thing different about dread the dawn than field trip the first record is called field trip do you like writing on your own with your just by yourself in your room or do you like being in the band environment in a room together with everyone when you're writing that's a great that's a great question because there's not really one way to write a song you know Mm -hmm. that i know that there's not one way to do it. Right. Um, I think the main, the main thing for me is, is I need the riff with some facsimile of what the drum groove is going to be. If it's not real drums already. Uh, if there's not drums on it, I've done this a hundred times. I will take said rough song map. Maybe it's just guitar with a click track etc maybe a bass but no drums just like or a drum machine going boo cat boo which is not there's no feel there there's no groove it's a robot might as well be a click track and i will mic up my own drum kit and sit behind the drums and play what i feel i want to sing over behind their their riffs interesting that is really really helpful to me because if i and i don't feel like i'm writing a drum part that i'm married to but i'm basically going here i'm on the drum kit going here's how i'm going to sing this you see what i'm trying to Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh and also some drummers don't 
necessarily what I call play the riff. You know, if okay. there's if the riff's going, you know, I want the drums to go, and they just they'll just play time right through it. Yeah, miss it. And if that little if that little riffy part, what if that's the hook? Right. See Makes what sense. I'm saying? Yeah. And they don't. The drummer doesn't hear that that's the hook, and how would they know what the hook was going to be until? So there's not one way to do it, but I really find I feel strongly about being there in some capacity to arrange, mm. not necessarily rewrite a part with people, but yeah, rewrite a part or just add to something to create a hook that might almost be there or not be there at all. Mm -hmm. yeah. But with simple arranging, that's a little easier these days than it used to be where you could say, okay, let's move this here, here, and that can be all cut up and put or put together. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like norm. That's the yeah. norm. Mm -hmm. That's normal. Yeah. 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 Okay. So with all this other stuff going on, you still had time for your podcast, Talk Louder podcast. Well, the interesting thing, and I was, I was, if you weren't going <clears> to, <throat> I'm, I'm glad you brought up the podcast. It, it's been sure. a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it, it started in the lockdowns just like a lot of podcasts started in the lockdowns because people had to occupy themselves and, and talk to people this way. Mm -hmm. uh, and now it's the norm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, people have decided to work from home now because they got used to this and they can still, I don't know, babysit, feed the dog. They can be with their loved ones and still work from home. It's kind of a new world if you think about it so you know you know it's interesting though they say people are more productive now though yeah so yeah yeah i have a, i have something to add to that but bef before i get into that is it's mm -hmm. kind of like uh you know i it wasn't really i feel it wasn't really that long ago that uh shame shameless plug here shameless plug yeah uh, cheers with the coffee yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> ching ching uh, mm. excuse me so it wasn't that really that long ago that i didn't even know what a podcast was mm -hmm. like i was talking to danko jones and he said I, I you know sometime i want you to be on my podcast and i'm going oh okay cool and i didn't think about it <laughs> again until somebody else said podcast and i'm like what the fuck is a podcast because <laughs> i just don't know i'm a fucking yeah, dinosaur yeah. and um and i've been on danko jones podcast the danko jones podcast three times I, yeah I, th I think i heard you on there and you got a patch or something i did i was yeah. on there three times and i i was eligible for the patch and i have the patch yeah um but but I have to say, it wasn't. Uh, it was probably close to the around the same time that I was on your show that I was on his show the second time. And so, uh, you know, kind of befriending you and and just totally getting along with you, uh, among other folks too. Mm -hmm. uh, the podcast community is actually really cool and it chill, is, isn't it? It's weird. Everyone's yeah. all chill and like helpful. Yeah, and everybody's like together and helps. 
I had this dude on my podcast and I know you're a fan and let me give you his number. I mean, mm -hmm. that happens all the time and I can't believe that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's one of the um, things I love about it. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, I feel like, you know, the, the pandemic came, the lockdowns were there and you and I had been in touch and I feel like I was for a moment, Joe, I felt like I was ripping you off. <laughs> now. Well, you know, you sent me, I don't know, this this cool thing to drink out of. Yeah. The, the rock and roll coffee show. Yeah. You still have that? I do. Did you and, know? Well, did you know now I have my own coffee? Holy shit. Yeah. With hold, writers. Hold on, I, hold on. I have to write this down. Got to get your own coffee. You got to keep hey, up with me, Jason. Hey, Metal Dave. Yeah, we, we need to look into having talk louder coffee now. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> no, yeah. I got, we got Wr coffee. Writers books. and rockers. We got, I love it. I want to check it out. Where can people buy that? Writers and rockers coffee.com, I think it is. Okay. Yeah. If you search writers and rockers coffee or go to the rock and roll and coffee show website. Oh, it's on your website. That's what I need to be a link. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, well, is it any good? It's great. It's my awesome. signature blend. Come on, Jason. I gotta I approved it. this. I got to try it. <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> yeah, you had coffee mugs, so I had to have coffee mugs. That's okay. Thanks for all. Thanks for letting me steal all your ideas. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Without so, getting mad. I don't have guitar picks yet. You don't? Don't have. You, talk you, can, you can get those too. Yeah. Okay. I have your permission for those. Yes. Okay. I'll give, I'll give you my contact if you need it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I don't know where to get guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so you started your talk louder podcast. Yeah. With, uh, your, now were you and friend, you and Dave friends? Yeah. Metal Dave, David Glessner, uh, my co-host on, uh, the talk louder podcast com um is an old friend he was just you know coming to we had some mutual friends and he was i'd be at someone's rehearsal and he would show up and i'd hey this is dave hey dude how's it going you know and that was tw over 20 years ago 25 years ago so maybe yeah, a long time ago yeah and um you know he would just be at all the shows and you know, we just became friendly and total rock nerd. You know, whenever we talk about stuff, you know, it's, we became friends. And Jared, the guitar player, Broken Teeth, the whole podcast, it's his idea. He bought a new computer. He bought like an OS system. He was, you know, he'd already done a bunch of videos and shit for like all of the videos that Broken Teeth has. He produced those. Okay. Storyboards. He's really good at it. <clears throat> and um, so we had like a, you know, he he's really good at, uh, he's very linear, you know, so he think things through and plan and writes and, you know, he calls us both one day and he goes, it might've been a text message and I didn't think anything of it. He was like, Hey, what do you, and, you know, it's me and Dave. And he's like, what do you guys think about doing a podcast? And this, like I said, this was during the lockdowns. And uh, I just answered, sure, sounds fun. 
I didn't have anything to, you know, what's it going to be? I, it was just like, you know, the idea ended up being sort of like, you know how, imagine, I imagine Jared's voice when I say this, but you know how when you and Dave are at a, at a gig or at a party and you guys are in the corner just totally nerding out on, on you know, metal or rock music or kiss or whatever, and you guys are nerding out. Well, the rest of the room either disappears because they hate you guys for nerding out or they pay attention. They come in and they try to join the conversation and they it becomes this like beehive, this breathing, you know, structure of nerd fest, right? Mm -hmm. And I, me and Dave were like, yeah, of course, of course. He goes, that's the idea for the podcast. It's just you guys doing the thing like our first like i don't know 15 18 episodes there's no guest yeah mm -hmm. it's just me and dave going dude dude <laughs> <laughs> about, I was, Aero, about aerosmith about whatever you know and yeah i was checking out um actually today on my drive from work i was checking out i wanted to hear your first podcast so wow. I, I checked out, I went back and found the first ones and wow. I think you were talking about live albums and. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like favorite five <clears throat> live albums, but it was like, uh, you know, what live albums, let's talk about live albums and, and how they rate and mm -hmm. what is it about? See, so yeah, I was a total nerd out on all that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. It was fun. you know, and at that time I want to say Dave was using excuse me using a uh a, a blue a snowball mic mm -hmm. yeah like a usb snowball so. mm -hmm. mic yeah and those actually you can get those to sound pretty good uh and then like a couple weeks later he had some different mic and a different mic stands <laughs> we're we're trying to not spend any money yeah yeah money we don't have to get just get the thing going yeah uh, i pretty much had everything already this is just an sm58 i mean i have an sm i have i have a kick you know that's you have mm -hmm. a good mic i have an sm it's right there mm -hmm. uh you know i have five you don't need a lot you really no, don't you don't no mm -hmm. you don't you need ethernet you can use wi-fi i use wi-fi Dude, we we decided that with Wi-Fi, just like we'd be like, man. And then this, I love the part when it goes blue. Dave, are you there? Dave, yeah. Dave where, where'd you go? Dave, where'd you go? Yeah. And that was a pain in the ass. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, our first like, you know, 10, 15 episodes, Jared was off screen at home. We were all at home off screen like recording us like third party recording okay hard drive he had all the stuff blah 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 and then there were all of a sudden there was like well yeah we have we we we're gonna we i think we even had our first couple of guests with jared you know at home you know sneaking in had just turned his screen off recording everything Mm. Well, it got to be where uh, we were going to 
you know, have so-and-so on and Jared was unavailable. He's going to be out of the country or something. And he's like, but here's how you do it. You know, you got a hard drive? Yeah, I got yeah. Yeah, here's what you do. And he just told me, and I was like, so now I just record everything, and uh, he does all the editing. Does he? That's nice. Yeah. That's nice you don't have to do that. No, I don't. I can, but mm-hmm. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's really good at it. You know, he has a lot of experience. So It sounds like he here. loves to do that kind of thing. Oh, dude, he's a, like yeah. a, he works for some company that does like presentations mm-hmm. and it's a millions of dollar presentation. Like I wouldn't call it PowerPoint presentations, but yeah, basically, yeah, he's for like large companies hire the company he works for to do like the turbotrons and there's fiber optic cable everywhere. Jeez. and Yeah. So his job, he's got a radio and a golf cart, and he's buzzing around making sure the riggers are ho- are hoisting this stuff up right. You can't use these, da da da. He has to double. He's good at yeah, his job. He knows it. Yeah, he's uh, he had to. He doesn't have a college degree, and I feel like he it would help. <laughs> it would help <laughs> for a job like that. You know what I mean? Sounds like he's doing pretty good, though. Yeah, he's doing he's doing good, and yeah. uh, I'm glad that he that he decided that you know hey that nerd shit you guys have going on we should do something with that it'll be fun you'll see you'll yeah. dig it. you'll get addicted to it and he was right now do you choose your guests or does he choose them or how do you pick who you want on your show i love that question because no one seems to have any quandary about it you know they just mm-hmm. think i'm calling up you know Frank Bello from Anthrax. Dude, we feel yeah. my podcast, bro. Yeah. No. Yeah, it doesn't work like not, that. No, it's not like that. So people like Frank and Charlie from Anthrax, uh, as, as well as many, many others, uh, David is a journalist. So mm-hmm. he does uh, show reviews and record reviews. And, and uh, if someone's starting a tour and they're coming to San Antonio, um, you know, to play or even Austin to, to play on the, to, you know, for their date, he'll do a, uh, a column. He'll do a, a, a story on, you know, them, Hey, Judas Priest is coming to town and I spoke with Rob Halford and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. He's interviewed Rob Halford like 10 times. Awesome. You know, Ozzy, David Bowie hits, it goes on and on and on. He, he's interviewed idols. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen, it's crazy. He's been doing it a long time. Um, whether he's made any money at it, you know, but he was where he works for uh, a newspaper. Uh, he was working for the Austin Statesman. Uh, the San Antonio Current is who he, who he usually will get hired to do a piece for. Okay. Uh, he, uh, I believe that he does it on Zoom now and just like transcribes it for the for the article. But yeah, man, he's a journalist, so he. Long story, sorry, sorry, that was yeah, long. no worries. He has, um, he's on a lot of people's, uh, a lot of publicists' uh, list. You know, uh, San Antonio Current, uh, David Glessner, journalist, you mm-hmm. know, music journalist, da 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 da, and it's he's in he's in the Bible. Let's mm-hmm. just call. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gets to 
you know, he usually gets free tickets and reviews the show or gets a, gets a call from Rob Halford. <laughs> so he's got a name. It's, hi, Dave, it's Rob. Yeah. That's you terrible, you, Rob. You had, yeah, that wasn't a very good Rob. It's not a very good Rob. <laughs> I need to work on that because he's my guy. I, you, you know yeah, that. I know. As you know. Yeah, yeah. You got to get Rob on your show. I, I know his publicist, but I don't think that he does just any old podcast. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm building the wall because I, I know that if, uh, if Dave calls one day and goes. Dude, got a surprise for you. You promise me not to freak out. And then I'm just going to know that it's Rob Halford. Yeah. I got Rob on that. We got 30 minutes and it's tomorrow, you know, and Rob will be there. And I'll just be like, <laughs> just be... <laughs> <laughs> I've toured with Judas Priest. I've been, you yeah, know, you've this met close him before. You've talked been, to him before. Yeah, we talked yeah, about I've this. Been, I've been this close to him, you know, I don't know, 10 times. Yeah. Not if not just across the room from him, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, fifty times because we did the painkiller tour. But what I'm getting at is, you know, you're not just because you tour with someone, you're not friends with them. So, right. I was actually shocked that in Confess he even mentioned all of the bands that were on Operation Rock and Roll in '91. When it when it said, "Yeah, we were on the road with Dangerous Toys and blah." Rob Halford said the name of my band. <laughs> anyway, I love it that you're such a fan and and can still can't get not, that. I can't not be. Yeah, you know, hanging out with Rob, whatever. Can you pass the salt? Yeah, <laughs> that's not. That's not. You know, the thing is, is I realize, and I had to learn this. I realize that that is not. Uh, like, I feel like I was fairly calm around Wolf Hoffman. And, dude, Wolf Hoffman is a king. Mm -hmm. The dude is badass, you know. And I feel like I was not fanboy around him. When I needed something, I was I could call him. You know, like, let's say we were in the at the hotel, and I would just, I would just if I needed something, I'd just call him. Or he would call me. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's talk about this thing and blah, 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 blah. what, you know, whatever we were going <clears> to, <throat> we were going to do for the show that night or where we're going to meet or whatever. But he was very, uh, easy to talk to, uh, as to where, I don't know if I would be that way with Rob Halford, but they're both, they're both equal to me. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that's, you know, D Snyder, I would be like, <laughs> You know what I mean? But yeah. D. Snyder is badass. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And I, th I feel like those guys, those are, you know, it's not always going to be where I'm working with these guys to, like Wolf, I, I was at work. I was, I was sure. part of a production. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm just like hanging out with Rob Halford, you know, it's like, I don't even know what to ask him. Yeah. Uh, so I better figure that out in case Dave calls. Yeah. Well, so, I, I bet yeah. you'll, you'll get him on your show before I get him. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, maybe because of the, the, 
the ace up my sleeve having having metal dave because he's a journalist and he's mm. in, you know he's in t- contact with these publicists today we booked uh I guess it's okay to say, but today we we booked. If not, sorry, Dave. Uh, he got us uh, uh, Robin McCauley. You know who that okay. is? Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. He's got a new record coming out. It's a new solo record. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I would love to talk to Robin McCauley. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had Graham Bonnet on the show, and that was fucking awesome. And I I was fine. I didn't fanboy out on him at all. I mean, I I did a little bit, but. I didn't. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, for me anyway, like when I get some guests, some bigger guests that I've, I mean, because I've been a fan like you since I was a kid, you know, so I was talking to some of these guys now, you're like, you would have never thought you'd be talking to people, right? Sure. So, so leading up to it, you get that kind of like a, before you get on stage, you get that little feeling, you know, but then once you're in the conversation, you're, you're all right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Everyone knows that, you know. Your first day of school, you know, yeah. you're, who's this guy? You're, you're defensive or you don't usually it, I'm not defensive when I'm talking to another artist. I'm interested in them, especially if I'm a mega fan. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, it's the same kind of jitter, you know, first mm-hmm. day of school, kind of who are these people? What are they going to say? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You know, so but yeah. yeah. Well, good, man. So, okay. So what do you have planned for your podcast? Because just from my experience, you know, I started this as fun and I keep it fun. That's, that's what I try oh to my do. God, I don't that's, that's the number one rule. Yeah. Yeah. So, but with that being said, things happen, right? You, you get bigger and bigger, right? With things. So what do you guys have planned with talk louder or you just having fun and see what happens? Our only goal now, well, it's not even a goal, but we like to have guests who the guests this is inter- an interesting sort of i i haven't really patched this thought all the way i haven't thought it all, all the way through but it turns out apparent it seems apparent that talk louder likes to get the guests plural that blabbermouth likes to talk about mm-hmm because when that happens, we get bigger. Yeah, Our numbers go crazy. Right. All because Blabbermouth is, you know, everyone's favorite sort of, you know, Blabbermouth picked it up. Oh, shit. You know, and you mm-hmm. go see what they say about it because they always add stuff. Now, the thing is, is they're just a copy-paste site, and then they'll write some stuff to, to it and make yeah. it their own. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but sometimes they'll like dirt. So if somebody says one little thing, they'll go, oh, so-and-so said that the reason they don't like blah, blah, blah anymore is da, 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 da. And it, it, and it would be on my show. Mm-hmm. Well, that still creates numbers. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel like it's a little dirty. Hey, wait a minute. Well, they're, no, they're not really taking that out of context at all because they're, there is some, there's some hair on the statement they said, but it's not a complete, like, poke a hole in your balloon, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, but that makes Blabbermouth look dirty, not necessarily me. Or even yeah, I don't the think artist, it... if, they, if they even, you know, if you really go back and, and check it out. Mm-hmm. 
like Todd Latore, we had him on there, and that was a great episode. He just hung out for he hung out for like three hours. Oh, geez, that's long. <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, and you know what? He was great. Mm-hmm. He was great, and he got opinionated, and he you know said a lot of things, and of course, Blabbermouth picked it up, and I love it when the artist has something to say that's not just like hey we're coming to your town we'll see you there yeah. by the new record you know when they get like personal and like you know that's show. the best part it's when you start getting personal yeah yeah mm-hmm. but it was still related to because it was you know because it's an artist it's still related to music because mm-hmm. it's because it's who you're talking to yeah anyway there's a lot that i like about it um it's hard for me to think right now of what I don't like about it. Um, other than when we've taken time out and people don't show up, that's only happened a few times. It happens. Yeah. Last minute. Sometimes mm-hmm. last minute you have no control. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. We're going to, uh, in March, we're going to the rock and pod mm-hmm. in Nashville. And that was, something that happened through an acquaintance, a guy named Tyson Leslie. Do you mm-hmm. know Tyson? Mm-hmm. I don't know him personally, but I know. You know I know of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was his idea to throw uh, Talk Louder in the mix on that. So, I mean, I can't even believe we got invited to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you going to do a live show there? Or are you yeah. just going to go? Yeah, we're going to take okay. this rig. We're going to take my rig and... and they have someone who puts together an itinerary for you. Like at noon, you have yeah. JJ French, and at one, you have, you know, Snake Forever. Zabo, mm-hmm. and at, you know, whatever it is. I don't think those guys are going to be there. But, <laughs> but the point is, the point is, is they have some, they have a liaison that sets all that up for you. Mm-hmm. But they also schedule, so it's kind of like this that me and Dave will be on a main stage. Like they'll have a main stage and then there's booths, right? And we're mm-hmm. gonna have a booth and people will stop by and buy mm-hmm. a t-shirt or watch us do what we do right there over the table. We're talking. There's someone sitting there. And we're doing a little chit chat for 30 minutes with Ron Keel or somebody, yeah. right? mm-hmm. and they get to watch us, you know, do it. That I think that that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, and then we we get to hard drive it, and then once we get home back to Texas, we have all this footage for Jared to to edit. Yeah, you know we're probably going to get five, five, six episodes at least. Yeah, uh, so have a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do have a main stage that it turns out you know me and Dave just show up, and then they have some they have a guest come up, and we do it, and. They interview us. Somebody interviews us, I think, and talks about our podcast. But we get to do a live one, uh, in you know, in on a main stage. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That'll be that'll and, be a blast. And, yeah, and they're going to film that and basically hand us a thumb drive. Here's your show or whatever. You know, yeah. they'll do- drop box it to us or whatever, and we can and we can edit that down and put our tag in front of it and yeah, post, that's cool. Post, that's cool. post produce it. So I think it's, I mean, podcasting is so fucking nerdy. Oh my god, it's yeah, so it's all right though. Give me nerdy. No, I'm I'm super nerd. 
It's, yeah, it's nothing wrong with being a nerd. But I'm not. I'm not very techy. I mean, you know, I had I, I had some learning curves that I, you know, me and Dave, especially Dave. Oh yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, he's like he doesn't like to hold the microphone. He doesn't. He's getting better, but it's honest. If he had to hold it, it would. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would. Yeah. Like so. Anyway, I was you know, thinking about you know. Well, you better teach him because he might have to hold it at Rock and Pod. He'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> he'll figure it out because here's the deal it's like you got to wear headphones dave you got to put some kind of earbuds in because if you can't you know if you don't hear yourself and you're doing this and that you have to if you hear yourself that means it's being you're recorded. Good. yeah if you can't hear yourself houston we have a problem <laughs> the so, uh the the i think that it's it's a great idea to like have this sort of festival for for rock for for music podcasting um because you can kind of like it's like the kiss convention you know you can yeah. nerd out on on stuff and uh and see and see artists play yeah it'll be a blast another extension of that it's a good i i'd never heard of such a thing but yeah they've been doing it for a while i think yeah i think six or seven annual yeah so yeah Awesome. So if people want to check out the podcast, it's Talk Louder Podcast. They can find it on YouTube. You have a website. I believe it's talklouderpodcast.com. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it is available on the normal audio podcast, Apple, Spotify, all those. That is correct. Awesome. And uh, the, I feel like this way, like the way that, you know, this is, what do you think? Do you think that this is a, a more fun way for people to enjoy a, a podcast? Video? Visual, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I find myself watching, well, don't take this wrong way, but when I'm driving, <laughs> I'll have, I'll put a video podcast on, put my phone over there, and of course I got to watch the road, but I'm still listening to it, and every now and then at a stoplight or something, I'll watch it. So yeah, I think the video podcast is definitely the mo more enjoyable for me. I think uh, you are correct there. I think there's a lot of people that are Spotify people mm -hmm. and I am not one of them. Mm -hmm. So when I think, I think it's great for the Spotify people to just be able to, because they can, as soon as there's a new one, it just pops up. If they subscribe, subscribe it just pops it. up, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's really great um but the visual thing is like uh you know me and dave have these crazy collectibles behind us you know yeah, i saw that i was I, Album I saw covers that. And posters mm -hmm. and tapes and it's like it's kind of like a dude you're 60 and you still live in your mom's basement <laughs> you know it's, it's that whole joke and it's like yeah. no but I want it to look like that. So you'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love your background. What is it? Cassette tapes and everything back there? Well, it's, I have, uh, I have vinyl, I have CDs, I have cassettes. I have get, literally, I'm touching a flying V right now. So it's, it's dude, it's crazy. All right, man. Well, listen, Jason, it's been a blast. Uh, thanks again. Super fun hanging out with you, Joe. Thank you for wanting yeah, to man. do this again. Yeah, man.